Yeah, that, save that conversation. Oh, we're out of order. Everybody, I'm Chad Eckert, and that's Eric Martins, and that's Josh Bennett, and this is the Golf Guys program. Wow, that was a good one. Cheers. Check out these good. uh check out these new cans McGold and Lights got going on here. What? Wake life. See that? Oh, Why love it. Do that? Very cool. Light I think it's a summertime can? thing. It's light blue. Light blue. They got a little pink in there. It's kind of hard to see. A little pink in there. I oh, gotta get a better camera. That is does. that a different flavor of beer or just the same? No, 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 no. No, it's just a different can. Okay. What does that mean? Like woke life at the lake? Wake, or what, wake what, life. What are we talking Wakeboarding about? Wakeboarding. Like dog. at the at the lake. Like wakeboarding. You know, that's oh, what we do. I know. I was on the lakes. We're golf guys, but we're also Minnesotans. We're all from the the great state with all the lakes. Uh, I'd rather watch the NBA Finals than this. Guess what I'm doing, Mister? Waking up, I got the. No, you said he'd rather watch this. He doesn't want to watch the NBA Finals. The NBA Finals are boring. Wrong one. Oh, he'd rather watch this. Well, I'm watching both. Who's winning the match? The match. (laughs) That was yesterday. I I didn't. I didn't watch a single shot of that. That's a waste of time. This is a uh, beer. Uh, this is Thursday. This is us just chilling. We're guys. We're talking golf. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love golf. Actually, do love golf. Well, next Thursday, will that be our U.S. Open show? Because that would be the week after, right? Yeah, or the week. Yeah, because we get to cheat the big system. Big show. We should get some big guests on. We should try. Or not. Well, maybe hopefully Cecil will come back because God damn, we got no Cecil. We we got Sweet Spot. He's out running errands, but he'll be joining us live here shortly. The Golf Guys is an open bar. You're welcome to join us. Again, like I said, the major show for the U.S. Open will be next Thursday at this time because DraftKings drops the pricing early so we can get ahead of it. Be the first one. Yes. Love being first. But then we have plans. We have shows planned for the following week, which will be the U.S. Open week. I have a show planned. Uh, it's going to be about strokes gained, home life, mental side of golf. And uh, we're bringing on a big guest for that. Big and guest. Big guest. Stay tuned for that one. And then we got another. Uh, we're going to do uh, our guy, Degenerate75. He's doing these showdown hoedowns on his YouTube page. Uh, Google Degenerate75, uh, and you can get his youtube program we're going to discuss a little bit of that in the after show um i watched and consumed his product last night and i enjoyed it in fact i learned a little bit i uh learned some math and so uh you may want to stick around eric because he taught me some things that i wasn't even aware that i needed to know so we'll review those things i'll just give you the cliff notes sound fair okay that's fair love that okay and then uh, consuming things mm -hmm. mm-hmm Tonight's show, though, is going to be a little bit different because typically on Thursdays, there's nothing to tout. I mean, we could certainly talk about the memorial. It's the memorial uh, round one. Who won? Is it over? I don't know. There's like I a was, huge tie. So, no, it's not over. I was told Cam or Cameron Young won. Okay, Cameron Young definitely won. Congrats to Cameron Young and everyone who clicked. You know who didn't re- didn't win? Patrick who? Reed. Oh, and, and people are hating him today again. For the Hideki thing? Yeah, mm. that's a tough Whatever. scene. It's another day, another Patrick Reed drama. Uh, that's what makes my autograph up there worth, 
you know, with Justine worth so much money. Yeah. Uh, Josh, is that, is that is that picture next to them new? Who's the other guy? Sungjae. I had him in oh. my office for a while because oh, that's new I mean, though. He hasn't been there. Kind of an office, but now I have in my home office because we moved. I moved. If you're not familiar with the program, so now I'm here in a brand new studio, making changes to it weekly and adding and subtracting things, but. Uh, regardless, on YouTube, you can see that. If you're on iTunes or whatnot, you can't see that. Uh, we are live. We're doing this um, for fun. So drink up, have fun. The after show is fun, too. My wife is gone. Eric, I'm not. I'm, I can talk freely and loudly, but my children are asleep. <clears throat> I got two out of the three. So she took the baby with her up north with her uh, sister for a bachelorette party. So they're doing a bachelorette party. Should I be nervous about this, Quagnus? With a baby? Why didn't she take? Why didn't she take all of them? Come on. Well, the baby they can like put down, or they can give it to like one of her. You know, the aunt is up there, or somebody else can watch it for a minute. So all the ladies will be wanting to hang on to the baby for sure. And it's it's not a you know I, my sister in law. She's not the youngest bachelorette, so they're not like going and raging all night and doing. You know what Brian Kirshner is doing tonight? They're doing. <laughs> I I hope we can get at. Le- I hope we at least get Kirshner in the chat for a little bit tonight. No way, he's got better things to do than this. Probably. Happy birthday to Brian Kirshner. Uh, yes. He's like twenty four. Did he say? Or yeah, what he say? that's crazy. That's <laughs> ridiculous. We're old people. Um, he texted me his golf swing today. Did I tell you that? No, because he needs advice. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> or he just wanted to be mocked. I don't know. Well, he so he sent me a swing, and then I I responded with some thoughts on it, and then he just never texts me back. And I like, wait a second, oh. did he just send me a swing just to like brag about his swing? <laughs> and then he texts me back later. So he, yeah, but well, we're gonna talk about golf swinging and golf etiquette and golf golf or golf guys. We're gonna be getting really into what you should know because it's June. We're, t- we're finally turning the calendar to June. And in Minnesota, we're Minnesotans, I mentioned that. You can't really golf before June unless you're Josh. Josh, how many rounds have you played already? Uh, yesterday was my 24th. Shut up. Round. In real life? In real life. not That does not include simulator rounds. <laughs> That's crazy. Real, real grass, real tees, real everything. My God. Um, well, well, we all wish we had the job you have and the wife you have. Uh, clearly, you've been able to get out more than I have. I've got zero rounds. Quagnus, are you? Have you been playing at at all? You're up north, north. You're like in North Dakota area. What's uh, how's the status of your golf? Uh, a lot of varying factors have limited my uh, uh, outings this year. Last year at this time, I'd probably played about fifteen rounds, but not so much this year. Only about five. So are you swinging more in the driving range or are you going right out to the golf course or do you play, do you do differently at the beginning of the season? Are you more trying to practice at the beginning of the season? Quagnus is taking lessons too. Let's not forget about this. Okay. Let me hear about it. I've changed my grip. I've got a hinge point uh, feel that I'm working on right now. Yeah, it's, it's really good. And new and different things are happening with my swing. It's a lot of fun. It's, it's why, why did you change your swing? Because I want to get better. Because that's the point in golf or anything. If you want to get better, you gotta you gotta accept the fact that you don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah, go over there. 
go over there and deal with that. And 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 and, and, and you and I can talk about her host. Yeah. No, but just a slight change in the grip. It what was so Are you going cool stronger about, or weaker? Well, well, actually, it was it's so I'm a lefty, so it's my right hand. He actually, I, I turned my right hand in. I turned my right hand in a little bit more, and he, he even pointed out. He's like, "Look at that mark on your on your on your uh, on your glove." I'm gonna move it, and he moved it so that no longer was the club handle in that one spot. So yeah, and I'm not, and I'm I have much more flexibility with the hinge points. So I, I can't I can't explain it all. I mean, like it's what is your goal? Just to get better and just like distance or what or more accuracy or consistency or what. No, I just, I just want to hit the ball better. I, I mean, like I'm, I'm, I got a lot of flares out to the right. I'm a lefty, so that's I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pulling them, but I'm, but I'm smacking the ball way better with the yeah. driver too. So I don't... Andrew Putters is in the chat. What up, Putters? And he says, "No golf for me. There's too many kids. Too many kids. Yeah. Kids." Andrew Putter is problems. a very good golfer, I think. By the way, yeah, but we got back problems now lifting these kids all around. I mean, I need to, <laughs> I need to like prepare for my round i am not someone that can play in the cold so i had a round scheduled last week that i couldn't play in because it was 52 degrees felt like or whatever so Mm, if that's that's the case i'm out i'm tiger woods on that and i really truly need to prepare so i need to like the day that i'm golfing i need to eat eggs that morning so that i can prepare my body i'm uh, gonna eat some advil or some sort of ibuprofen and then i'm gonna go to the course early gonna do some stretching out gonna get loose gonna start with the wedges early gonna go swinging slow before i get moved up and get that back gotta get that back warmed up josh you're a real golfer with you know wow 24 freaking rounds right um what do you do to prepare for your round or how do you go to the range first well, or do you, go, it or do you just trunk slam it it depends 100% on two things, if it's a tournament or not, and what time of day it is. Well, actually, three things. What time of day it is and what day it is. Mm. If it's a weekday, it's like yesterday, um, I kind of just showed – well, I had a lesson yesterday, so it didn't really count. But yesterday, I would go – would normally just show up like 30 minutes before, hit some putts and chips and hit the ball and not care. Mm-hmm. Um, weekends, if it's like an afternoon round, I'll go there an hour and a half early, start on the start on the putting green, hit some chips, hit some putts, then go to the range, hit 50, 60 balls, and then maybe putt a little more and then play. Uh, if it's a weekend at like six in the morning, which I will be doing this Saturday, probably will show up 10 minutes before we're about to start about to start. Go to the first tee and just hit. Okay. Potters is saying that he's 300 feet from Harbor Town at this particular moment. Oh, and didn't that, even that's clubs. sad. Now, oh, I would, no. I would, eat, I would just have a back problem for a few days if I was him. You know, I, if I'm near Harbor Town, I'm playing Harbor Town. Ken's in the chat. Ken's a good dude. He says he shoot. I shoot golf in the low seven, mid to 70s. If it's colder than, oh yeah. If it's colder than 70 for, you know, I, a 60 is my cutoff at least. Chad, guess, guess what the coldest temperature, the high temperature for the day. Guess what the coldest was that I played in 
in one of my 24 rounds this year. I bet you won't be able to get Eric, you guessed too. The winner gets a fancy golf pot hat. It's got to be like, like 30s or something. 38. No, no, yeah. Was it in the 30s? 38. I'm not telling you. You have to guess first. You tweeted it. It was 38. I did, but it was lower than that. 34? 29 was the high, boys. Why? Why did you do that to yourself? Because the golf course is open. That's. (laughs) And that's the difference between people who live in the south and the north. Good guess, Ken. It is lower. 29 degrees. That's That's, ridiculous. That's Fahrenheit for all the Canadians listening. (laughs) Yeah, right. I don't know what that is. Now, driving range practice do you do this martins more than you play or how what's your ratio of rounds golf per time you know maybe a half hour hour at the range what's your ratio one to one or two to one at the range or what are you doing it's the last couple of years it's been all play and no no whatever rhymes with that look at you okay well that's cool but but no but i mean i still like to hit like 25 balls before I, you know, go out to the golf course. But really now what I should be doing, taking lessons and trying to get better is I should be going for just range lessons, but yes, you you know, I know. And, and I, and I'm planning on it. You know, my life situation is, is what it is. It's fun. <laughs> uh, what about you, Josh? Now that you, I mean, you have a child, but you're still able to get but 24 it, yeah, Exactly. What the fuck, dude? How the hell? And then well, your child's at daycare during the week now. So, oh, nice. oh, oh, right. Oh, yeah. But, oh. uh, yeah, I go, I go to the range way more than I play for sure. Really? For sure. If I'm not playing that day, I'll hit a hundred balls for sure. Sometimes more. No, yeah. Um, if I'm playing that day, I try and keep it to uh, keep it to like forty or so, just because fatigue then starts to set in. So, so are you bashing driver the whole time, or what? Do you, how no, do you do hardly, game? hardly ever. No, oh, really. I'll if I'm if I'm hitting a hundred balls, I would guess fifty or more of them are with one of the three wedges. Oh, and that's like short, like pitch type shots that's like mid range like not super full but also not a pitch shot wedge and then it's full wedges so there's like a whole bunch of different ways you can hit wedges that at anywhere between 130 yards and in i'm trying to hit dang near every number so with with every wedge i mean i'm not going to get my 60 degree wedge to go 130 so obviously that's not there but I'll try and hit every number with my 60 degree wedge starting at hmm. 110 and work my way back, work my way up, whatever I'm kind of feeling at the time. That makes, then, that makes a lot of sense since you're bashing, you know, 300 yard drives like a lot of these. I guys. hit a lot of wedges. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in Minnesota where the courses are really short because yep. it's a lot of, they're a tree line. So you, you don't, you don't see a whole lot of 7,000 yard courses around here because they don't need to be. So, so you're practicing. Yeah pretty smart there it sounds like where thank I, you i think that a lot of people don't from what people I like to hit driver it's, yeah, fun. it's driver. the most fun part of golf <laughs> hitting drivers and making long putts which chad <laughs> is insanely good at by the way right yeah, and he loves to brag about it too yeah so oh, do yeah. you guys practice putting oh i love putting love practice i practice it and i just suck forever i'll never be good i don't think i know why is that you like either know. have it or you don't with putting. Yeah. Because these guys on tour, obviously, they 
they're practicing. Like Martin's. It would shock me if they like Tony Finau is not spent. Let's just say he's taking it as a full time job. He's spending eight hours a day playing golf. He is not spending eight hours on the range or in the gym, and that's it. And just saying, ah, fuck it, I'm not chipping or putting, and I suck at. He's, I guarantee, he's spending four hours a day putting, or half of his day putting, and he's thinking about that. Yeah, I know it's weird. He has his own podcast. Maybe he's talked about that. We should look for that. Yeah, him him and his coach do a podcast. Martin's, do you practice putting? Uh, I don't practice putting as much as I'd like, but but I probably practice putting more than I do anything else when it comes to golf. And what I've noticed is that when you're out there, I, I just think that it's putting is, is this intuitive thing. And it always has been for me. I've never really, I've never really gotten into like the mechanics of the putting stroke. I felt like I've always had a natural grip and a natural stroke and a natural feel for what a distance might be and, and line and all that stuff. And so I, I always am perplexed a little bit. And I just think that there's some guys that just have a feel for it and some don't. And it's, you know, it is what it is. And and I, I have deficits elsewhere, you know, when it comes to smashing a driver, like I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm a small guy and my swing is, you know, has some problems. So it's been made up over time by, you know, really focusing on just feeling comfortable on the green mm-hmm. and then, you know, a little further back around the green. So it's, it's, it's it, golf is just a funny game when it comes to that. I I mean I love it so much for that reason, you know. And things come and go. And but putting, what what a I don't know. But I think there are people that will say that they could teach you how to putt better. And that's what perplexes me about a Tony Fino who can send them to me. Yeah, where's Brad Faxon on Tony Fino? He needs to right. Like they're, like they're, they're, I think these guys could still get fixed or Luke List yeah. or whoever. You know, like they they still could get fixed potentially. Yeah. But well, so it's, for like your own game, Josh, do you do the same routine like before a round, whether it's with your buddies or with, you know, preparing for a real event? Do you do the same routine on the driving range? Do you do the same putting routine or do you kind of just throw a couple balls out? Because I remember when we played or we practiced for that MGA event, we kind of just threw a couple balls out. We looked at the line. We felt the speed. I mean, you just kind of do a little bit, but do you do the same thing every time? Or do you, do you even care? All right. I would, if I had the time, yeah, I'll, I'll prepare as if I'm trying to shoot a 65. Sure. So whether it's with friends or whether it's a tournament situation, I mean, in, in theory, you should, if you want to shoot your lowest score, you have to prepare as best you can. And, the point of golf is mostly to shoot the lowest score possible. That's the most fun. So, right. yeah, I mean, if, if you want to shoot the lowest scores, you should prepare like you want to do that. Would your What would your coach say to do? Would your coach say to do the same thing every time, probably? For sure, yeah. 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 Either way. For sure. <clears throat> well, um, Eric, you know, talked about what he's been working on. Are you working on anything specific, Josh? Oh yeah, what are you lesson, doing? lesson yesterday. We got big problems before we hit live on this. I was telling, <laughs> I was telling you guys about. I got big driver problems here. Oh no, we're, we swing it too fast, so we got tight tolerances to make sure that the face. I thought you wanted to swing it too fast. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, I'm trying to swing it faster. I would like to so, swing. It oh, faster. you swing it too fast, but then 
How does that so, work? So what the faster you <laughs> the faster you swing, the less leeway you get for having like club path and face like mismatching. So if you swing it slow, it'll curve a little bit less. It'll also go a little bit mm. less far. So it's not going to be as far offline. Mm. When you're swinging it fast, the ball speed's getting out there really quick. So if you're swinging at 130 versus 110, the same type of swing, a faster swing is going to send it way more offline than it will if you're swinging at 110. So okay. I have to try and work uh, work something into my swing where I can, they say, eliminate a side of the course. So you don't want to miss left and then the next hole miss right if you're if your target is the same spot. Gotcha. You don't well, want yeah, then you're really... be spraying it both ways. That's a problem if you can help it. I suppose. So, and that's what I'm doing. I'm hitting Ooh. some duck hooks every once in a while. I'm hitting some weird, like high slicers going way right. Also hitting some creatures <clears throat> going just dead straight. So I'm, I'm working on trying to get something off the tee that's just I would I would prefer my ball to start tad left and finish a tad right. Actually, I'd like it to be dead straight, but that's almost impossible. Sure, little, little left, little bad. right. If I can, if I can figure out a miss, I would prefer it to miss right. Then I can just aim left and know that if I miss it, you'll be on the right. And I have room on the right. Okay, but that's not how it's going right now. So I'm I'm working on I'm working on my punch out game with. Uh, with my with club pro guy, I gotta I gotta work on the punch out game. Right on. Um, all right, I got um, I got some golf digest tips. So this is from Golf Digest. I did some googling. You know, I prepare each week. You guys don't realize this, but I do. Um, this is somewhat organized, if you believe that or not. Uh, so Golf Digest: Eight things that you need to know before a round of golf, or what you need to do. Excuse me, before a round of golf. Do you guys clean your clubs? I don't as much as you should. I I will for sure before a tournament, but they I mean they say if your wedges aren't clean, you're not getting the correct spin off of your wedges. So I can see that. Okay, yeah. I, I mean I bought one of those little brushes and try to clean them and make sure they're clean. I'm not a snob about it. Are you a snob about it, Martin? Yeah, yeah, I am. You are. You just need them clean. I, it makes me whether or not I think I have some old wedges too, so I'm probably losing out because I'm. I, I was told, you know, that you need to replace your wedges more often than any other club. Oh shit! I, I got think the they say like every on. for just a casual player, like every two years, you should be getting new wedges. Yeah, I think and it's not because of technology; it's because of like when you're yeah. hitting it, hitting out of a bunker, for example, the. The grain of the sand is ripping apart your your Fuck. grooves, basically. So right, and then I mean, it's one of your most used clubs, other than if you're hitting driver in every hole, that's a highly used club. And then your putter, which lasts forever, but after that, it's your wedges. Well, Shipping, okay, so then I shouldn't be buying. I bought my wedges from Golf Galaxy. They're like we used as hell. It's a terrible idea. Uh, yeah. I, if you're gonna buy used clubs, yeah, I think the first used club you can buy and get away with is a putter because they last forever. But no, the next, so I'm an idiot. Used I buy club, new yeah, you should be getting new wedges. I mean, if you care about 
hitting. I, 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 get, I got the wedge that goes 100. You know, I pull it. I go, I know I got 100 yards left. I pulled this one wedge and I know I can hit the 100 yard and it fucking goes there. And it was 20 bucks from the bucket at Golf Galaxy. <laughs> Am I worried about it? I guess. Well, the, the problem is you there's when the grooves start getting worn down. You you know you're gonna Actually, be able get to it and show probably you carry it. Yeah, yeah. Go get it. Go sure. get it. You know you're gonna be able to carry it, whatever a hundred yards. But when it lands in the green, you have no clue what it's gonna do. Is it gonna spin back a lot? Is it gonna just roll off the green because there's no grooves there to grab the ball and spin it? You like there's just no there's just no. Oh, we got Darbo. Great timing, Darbo. <laughs> What's going on, guys? You're, you're you in a, you're in a new place here. That I am. That I am. It's a very unfinished too. So it kind of looks like a dungeon. It it is. It's it is a dungeon. Uh, Chad is Chad's off to get us uh, hey, to show us his wedges. Okay, so to I just, show us how worn down they are because we no, told you this one to, from. Uh, they look bad. I bought this one last year or two years ago, maybe. Uh, and this one has like this problem with this. So this ah, that's no big deal. Yeah, that's not a big deal. Yeah, no, but I like that about this. This is a nice Cleveland guy. It's a little dirty. I'm a Cleveland wedge guy. Okay. I didn't clean this for the show. But <laughs> here are the grooves. Is this bad news? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, not good. Yeah, you got grass all up in those? <laughs> what are we doing here? Well, I haven't played yet this year. I haven't cleaned them once. <laughs> Bro, I got three kids. You only have the one, and your wife does everything. Okay. That is true. Here's this other one I bought. I don't know. Or I found this. I think I found this. Straight up. 52 degree wedge. How far do you hit that thing? Uh, the grooves actually don't look horrible. 115 yards. From the, that one from looks the a little better. The grooves don't look horrible, actually. Okay, so this one that I bought for like free at Golf Galaxy is a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, that one has basically no grooves left. I just wanted a 54, and I wanted it cheap, and I wanted it now. So He's not looking to make it on Shooter's Tour here. So let's, no, let's I'm just trying to make it against Martins. They have completely Martins different grips on them. What are we doing? Bro, I didn't buy these things together, obviously. You can get a, you can get a new grip and have it re-gripped for like 12 bucks. This is true. I, what do I need? I, it's not metal on my hands. It's at least a grip. Okay, Darvo, where were we? Let's talk about you for a second. We were uh, talking about preparing <laughs> for a round. Of golf, oh, and okay. we're talking about preparing where you're. Oh, sorry, yeah, you don't need me. I got, I got it. Thank you, producer. And you know what? Shout out to producer Josh. He's he's a producer. Uh, we're um, you know, we were talking about getting ready for a round. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Do you do the same thing every time? Do you go to the range and you start with your wedges? Do you have a routine? So if we're just playing like a recreational round of golf, I'm notoriously, notoriously bad at showing up on time. So I'm usually rushing to the tee box. So there's absolutely no warm up, nothing. What about for real golf? Like if you're trying to score, if you're going to play with Josh in a tournament this summer, are you getting there an hour before and getting the range hard? A, A rule of mine is if I'm in a tournament, my goal is to be there an hour early that way I can, you know, get the nervous shit out of my system and okay. then go to the putting green and just spend as much time as I need to to cool down and get a feel for the greens, essentially. 
I'll go to the driving range too, but it's more or less just loosening up my golf swing. I'm really not trying to figure out anything on the driving range. Right. When I'm. You're just trying to get the back flowing. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's all about rhythm. Like, I Did just you wanna... get a good night's sleep? Because Golf Digest has eight things you need to do before a round of golf. And they said to clean your clubs. And I did not obviously do that with my wedges there. But can you, did you, I'm never going to get a good night's sleep. But Maybe. Darbo, you could. Do you do that before a round of golf? Is that important? Uh, a younger me would not have. But yeah, I definitely, uh, yeah. Because I, the grogginess, it takes a long time to get out of my system if I'm not like, oh, you know, yeah. getting a good night's yeah. sleep. And my eyes, if my eyes aren't focused, I can't play good golf. Like I am yeah. scrambling the first three holes, you know, of, of a golf course if, I, if I'm not awake. So what about yeah, eating I, properly? Because I was talking about eating eggs so I could have some Advil or Tylenol or whatever because I'm my back sucks and I need to have it, you know, flowing. So I eat properly. You eat properly or do you eat during the round? We can get to that. I suppose I wrote that down. There are some things you need to do. You need to stretch. That's a good idea. You need to consider a strategy. Um, I've Googled courses before. I've gone to them. Quagnus, we've done that. Do you Have you ever done that really besides when I make you do that? <laughs> what Google Google what about courses? You know, like they're the layout and you watch the flyover and you kind of care. We went up north to Brainerd yeah. at one point. We play like three of those famous courses and we we're like just at home jonesing wow. about it. So Googled courses. <laughs> Look at this. Of course he has. What do you have there? The yardage books. What is that for? A different course? Court all types of different courses. I used to I used this. to draw all the courses by hand. Shit. That's a part three that doesn't count. Okay. Can't see that. Lights. Lights are bad. <laughs> too bright, but that's fine. Whatever. I think this is darker, so it's easier. Oh to yeah, see. okay. So you care. Because you're a good golfer. I got look at how many of these I got. Oh my. That's a lot. Oh my. <laughs> I just do it for tournaments though. Oh my. Okay, Martins and I are that's not that's like maybe Wakeoff would do that. We're not on Wakeoff level though. No, Wakeoff would never do that. Um yeah, actually he doesn't give a fuck. shit. The thing is though, we're uh talking about golf because this is golf guys and we're golfers and we um have nothing else to talk about. But oh, well, let terrible. me let me let me throw this out here. You're talking about needing eggs and ibuprofen <laughs> before a round. See now I used to for a little while when I had the time. I would eat before I go out and play because it's unlike, much easier to eat. Unlike uh, unlike those that are able to like do like afternoon rounds, like there's no afternoon rounds happening in my life. I either go in the morning or there's no golf because children have to be dropped off and then they have to get picked up later on. So my run, my opportunity, my time is to play in the morning. So I actually will only ingest coffee. So I'm sitting there with with Phil style. Caffeine. <laughs> I'm standing over my first putt of the day, and I'm like, God, fuck! I should have had maybe like <laughs> two to three less gulps of coffee before this par putt because I had fucked up this first hole. Like, yeah, but Bogey. I've actually gradually gotten used to it, and it's you know it's just part of the routine now at this point. <clears throat> okay, you know, I've done uh, before every morning athletic event since i can remember yeah it's 10 years old probably mcdonald's, McDonald's 
Sausage McMuffin with eggs, sometimes okay. two, and an orange juice before mm. every morning athletic event. Oh, they still do it to this day. The lead on Al, Al Horford three pointer. They're up by two Al Horford. Nine. Yeah, Al Horford, guy. guy, Florida Gator. Josh, nothing like pulling a Henrik Stenson on the golf course halfway through and What's getting that? Uh, a case of the oh. mud butt. <laughs> I, I've actually never had that happen. I couldn't do that. My stomach would be in shambles if I were to eat McDonald's before uh, around the golf. <laughs> well, I, my body has to be used to it. I've been doing it since as long as I can remember. Before every yeah. every weekend basketball tournament, we would stop at McDonald's on the drive there. The tolerance before was built. every golf tournament or every golf round. Wow. All right, here you go. I'm going to bring up a Golf to I just article by oh, Joel right picture. No. Uh, this is the etiquette. Oh, whoops. Um, oh, that first one was right up my alley showing, uh, showing up. <laughs> yeah. Earlier. Don't show up late. <laughs> That's the worst when you're like trying to explain to the, the starter that your friend is on his way, you know? Yeah. I, I, I had, I, I've only played like three rounds and I had to do that already. Yeah, well, you're <laughs> I had to do that. Right. And, and this guy, I'm like, dude, where the fuck are you first off? And then I called in because, you know, if you buy a pass for this course, which he had, I called the lady and I said, well, just check him in. He'll be here in a minute. No, no, he's got to come inside. No, come on. For real? Break. I, here's his last name. Check him in. He'll be. No, he's got to come in. Uh, all right, fine. Whatever. Okay. So this is show up at least 15 minutes before. Like, right? That's fine. 10, 15 minutes. That's plenty show of time. Up on time. That's the worst. What about using too many balls on the practice screen? No one does that. We don't. Use that. Nobody does. That. I use three. Two. Yeah, three is my number. Step step two. Two. Step no three. need more for three. two. Two. Carry more than one club to two. your shot. Oh yeah, carry some clubs to your shot. Like, don't be an idiot and like. That's that's got to be for like a cart path only situation, right? That's what it says cart path only. Oh sorry. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah. Where basically. If you're the guy that's like, oh, it's my turn. Okay, hmm, where am I? I'm going to watch my shot. I mean, we're talking about slow play here. We don't want to do that. We're... You know what the worst part about about that is sometimes? I, sometimes I'll take three clubs to the ball, and I'll I'll shoot the distance, and I'll be like, damn <laughs> it. I, did. I got three clubs here, and neither of them are going to get me on the green. So you got to go back. <laughs> Why do you have to go back? Why don't you have your clubs right next to you? Why aren't you walking? I this this is a car path only situation. You take your clubs off the bag and walk to your or clubs off the cart and walk to the ball. No, I walk the entire course. I only walk. I don't. Oh well, we're we're talking car path only. If you're in a cart, yeah, and you have so to why walk. Are you in a cart? Why are you in a cart? Why aren't you walking yeah. the golf course? Here, here's my rule. Actually, if I play golf during the week, walk every t- every single time, Monday through Friday, walk it. Saturdays and Sundays, we're in a cart. And the goal is not to shoot low scores. The goal is to see how quickly we can fill up the basket behind in the back of the cart with all the beers. That's great. All Another beers. question is, why are you golfing on the weekends in the first place? Because that's the worst time to golf ever. But that, well, we don't. Yeah, we start we're, at we're, 6 we're in the morning. Well, Josh golfs every day of the week. We know that. Do you talk to your uh, the people in your group's ball? Say, Deuce. No one's talking about what the hell golf. I try not to. I'm gonna People do that. I try not to. 
Yeah. Oh, standing behind someone as they putt. That's totally bullshit. No one's doing that. You can't do that. Don't do that. No, people do that. They do? Of course they do. I do that on occasion if it's just if it's just friendly. That's completely But like watching them like cuz you can want to watch their line. No, you wait for them to putt and then you run over like a little weirdo and you run and then you look. But you don't stand behind it, dude. No, you don't stand behind their ball if, if well, here's the here's the thing. Are we talking about playing with random people or talking about playing with friends? If it's a friend, I'm standing behind them. I might I might have like my foot on the ball. That's how close I would be. Well, but if yeah. if it's somebody I don't know, I might not even no, be standing you can't on do the it. green. No. Walking That'd in a be really line. weird to do. Some rando just sit right behind there. Yeah, it would be. It would you ever be walk weird. through a line and not care? Because I don't think it matters anymore. Everyone Again, this is line. it's the same. If if I'm playing with buddies, I'll and I know they don't care. I'll just walk. It doesn't matter. But if I'm playing with people I don't know, then I'm I'm taking the big step over the imaginary line and like it actually fucking matters. <laughs> like the like it the putts matters. Very messed up. It matters very much. It does not. What? what? How? What do you mean, how? Mentally? You know why it doesn't matter? Have you seen the video of, uh, I don't remember who posted it. On a, I think it was on a professional green, uh, green that had been set up for pros oh, to play on. They did, the, they did the little ball on the ramp. So it's sitting there as it should be perfectly rolling in the hole. The first one rolls, misses right. Next one rolls, misses left. Next one rolls and goes in. Mm-hmm. And that's that's going off a ramp where the ball is rolling end over end. Mm-hmm. It's perfectly rolling, and the gr- like the grass somehow just pushes the ball. So and that and that's with a perfect putt. Now you're now you're bringing into account that none of us can hit a ball perfectly end over end every time. Plus, if you're over seven and a half feet as a professional, you're already worse than 50% make rate. So somebody stepping on your line means nothing. It's all random. Tracking your phone too much. Darbo's giving me the head nod. He agrees. Okay. Well, I agree with them. If God damn agree. it. <laughs> um, I think those rules, Chad, apply just to the common man. Sure. Like, Oh, the cat's getting in. Yeah, apparently he wants it on the show. Nice. Um, I love it. What's the cast name? Oscar. Oscar. Now, now he's, you'll see a tail come right across. There we go. Um, right oh. in there. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> Jesus. So I think that applies to the common man. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a lot of those things on there, don't put your golf bag on a tee box. Yeah, if you're a Neanderthal, like, don't do that because I I can see some you know dumbasses just slam their bag down and create a nice little indent in the in the tee box. Yeah. yeah, but if you're you know you're aware of what right. you're doing, not right. a big deal. And if you step in someone's line, uh, we're not wearing metal spikes. We're not picking up grass yeah. when we're standing in someone's line. No, and a lot you're... of people are just wearing tennis shoes now too. Yeah, that. That little compression you make is going right back to normal within two seconds. Totally. Like it's not I that big. I still think it's inappropriate. Oh well, yeah, right. absolutely. Of you do. Okay, you're so, like the unwritten rules of baseball guy. But you're you're common <laughs> man. So you know, you're, you're common man when playing with strangers. Like mm-hmm. yeah, playing with strangers, yes. you want to be as like mind. You don't know what you're doing as polite as possible. But when you're playing with friends or whatever, who the hell cares? Right. 
when we go to when we go to Geneva, if, if that ever happens, I I'm gonna try and break as many unwritten rules of golf as I can just to piss Martin's off. It will. I'm gonna step in Martin's line on every single hole. It will bug him. Why would you do that? Because it'll make me laugh. It's. We're gonna have to have a side bet the over under to see just when Martin's loses his temper. What hole? I'm gonna lose my temper. I'm just gonna be annoyed. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be really fun for me though. So I won't do it, Martin. Okay, yeah. Just follow the freaking people that know what they're doing. If you don't know what you're doing, just follow what everyone else is doing. If they're replacing your the divot, or just ask, do I do that? Or always ask. You can always ask. That's not a big deal. No. Ken saying only poor etiquette for most rec players is moving while in the side. Oh yeah, yeah. I it's tend to agree actually. Well, in yeah. this line of sight of a player while they're taking a shot, that is annoying. So that like is, that is actually annoying still a little bit. You know what's not annoying actually? People want like everybody to be quiet, or people say you should be really quiet while people are swinging. I would actually prefer if people were talking to just continue the conversation. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Instead of it, stop the, like the two only. Yeah, yeah. Actually, if they're talking and they're like, "Oh, she's about to hit," that I will yeah. think about that actually. Mm-hmm. But if people are just continuing their conversation, no big deal. The only other like noise problem is if there's like a sudden noise, like as you're swinging, that's sure. like jolts you a little bit. Yeah. Otherwise, if you're talking, just sometimes I'll talk like a second before I'm about to swing. Just kind of loosens yeah, you up. That, a is, bit too, that I think. is a really interesting point. <laughs> And it's funny how some people actually use that as like some kind of leverage to like blame their bad shot. Oh, he was talking in my bad swing. No, he was. We were talking about our backswing because we got. We, we're trying to occupy our. You know, we're trying to entertain ourselves while we wait for you to hit a shitty shot, dude. Because you fucking suck. Okay, and your and your and your preparation beforehand takes too long. So we want to talk about something until you're done. Until you're done to about to slice the ball off to the place that we know where it's going, and then and then you're going to complain about some factor. And if you want to blame it on our talk, so be it. But it wasn't that wasn't going to change anything. So yeah, you're right. Exactly. I don't give a shit if people talk in my backswing. I'm already talking to myself anyways. All right. I'm I'm having fun out here playing. I'll talk to you while I'm I'm about to swing as well because if you're that in your head. I mean, the pros have probably legit things because when sounds like you said occur, it's the it's the jolting it's, sound. It's, it's, the, yeah. it's during the trigger moment where they can't stop the back, can't stop the swing that could cause a problem. But for us recreational people here, no, absolutely not. Do not complain about that. Shut the fuck up. You suck ass. Nothing was going to change. Oh, this God. is why on the um, I'm pretty sure on the 17th at waste management where you know all the people are clamoring and chattering. That's why a lot of people are like trying to pump the crowd up because they just want the constant noise. Yes, mm. yeah. That way, mm. that way, if it's quiet, then if somebody screams out like, "Hey, you suck, buddy," then they'll hear no, that no, and yeah. be like, "Oh shit!" But if it's really loud the whole time. They're not going to hear the one guy that says, hey, you suck, buddy. It's just going to be loud the whole time. So it's easier to focus on. Right. So guys, uh, keep talking. Who cares? Yeah, let's let's switch gears a little bit and talk about using substances on the golf course. <clears throat> are you uh, in, a substance? To, Wake you, life. You, what well, the hell is that? Oh, I figured out. I figured out why there's so much light. This uh, This webcam has like a little light on it. 
there you oh, go. Cute. Is this better now? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, no more light. I don't know. What's that? Wake life? I've never heard of this. Wake life. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you didn't what? see that. Yeah. You weren't here for that. That's awesome. Yeah, he, Wake he life. Uh, Brand new he's can. rocking a beer with the you know. They marketed to Josh. We're going to talk about scams in the after show. I've got a whole rant about scams. Josh was scammed by the Golden. What? I'm Here's scammed by the Golden. You need I didn't read that part. There's there's 12 pages here, so I didn't read all of it. But Oh, um, okay. So, yeah. Do you guys use substances on the golf course? I know I do. It's it, You know, you want to use uh, performance enhancers. Clearly, whatever makes you feel like you're gonna play better, you need to do. Whether that's people, people say thing. there's like a specific amount of beers. We'll just talk beers. I know your substance is a different substance. Well, I got that. something from Golf Digest before we talk about beer. We got how does marijuana ah. affect your golf game? An investigation. This guy named Coleman Bentley. This is a while ago, actually. I think I've never heard of that. Ago. They were in California. It was legal grass that these people smoked and then they played golf or i don't know how they did it they did drivers or approach shots i'm not sure i don't care let me All see the, was the conclusion of this the findings were like anything else a little bit of marijuana in this case around 18 milligrams that can help how much is that chad can you fill us in well 18 milligrams i don't really know what that means but i'm sure that's like a couple hits or like you know you eat a fraction of a gummy bear and like that's an 18 milligram or i don't know maybe a full milligram or a full gummy bears and 18 milligrams i have no fucking idea but what a little bit of weed will do is relax your muscles calm your nerves give your anxiety a little bit of chill and then maybe make you less thinking about everything that is a different that's who, who you are is what is going to help you marijuana may fuck you up and make you terrible and put you into a sleeping mode and that's a terrible idea to use on the golf course. But some people use it as a stress reliever, as a anxiety suppressant. So therefore, that could help you. You may or may not be better using it, but in your brain you think you are. <laughs> so then it's helping you. Do you do this yourself, Martin? Uh, I haven't in golf in a long time. Uh, because but- it doesn't help you? Um, no, mostly because I I don't have the opportunity to do it. I have I have two children. I gotta drop them off. I pl- only play golf in the mornings. I I can't. If I could do like a twilight round, yeah, that'd be sounds fucking amazing. We should try this out. Actually, we should go to Geneva. We should be completely stone sober in the morning. Then we should each chug a beer before each nine holes. Done. And then we just one. Then I make you guys. <laughs> eat a gummy bear and wait 30 minutes and then we go out and play and we compare the nines i mean i i could i could we could have a whole separate conversation about what i feel is you know for each individual person what you can do as far as you know a little bit of this and a little bit of you know that or whatever it's it's i've i've found some fun instances when it when it really helped and then you, you know, there's going to be negative situations too it's all about the individual but on the golf course man oh man walking on the green grass and just just kind of being a little less worried but again I, all my right now i'm i'm just a, like i don't eat anything and i go and chug coffee and i'm trying to putt that's where <laughs> i'm at so that's like it's an awful awful combination so what i need to do is like the opposite which is like have a batch of eggs and maybe a little hit of like weed and then go put, some, put some Baileys in your coffee. Hmm. 
I just need, yeah, exactly. I need to put some Bailey's in my coffee to like offset the, you know. Josh, you're, do you consider beer a performance enhancer? Because I know my guy, Joel Damon, probably could play better if he had a couple beers or a couple of wine. I said, there, are, there are people that have, um, that have like figured out how many, exactly how many beers they need to have to be at like their peak. Because it does, <coughs> I mean, obviously it doesn't do the same thing to your body at weed and beer, but it, in theory, alcohol also is like, uh, it chills you out a little bit as long as you, you're not like mixing it with pop and shit. Sure. So in theory, you have a couple, now you're a little more relaxed. Things are more easy flowing. It kind of does the exact same thing. So I think there's probably a number of beers. It depends who you are. Like me, I'm tall and relatively mm. fat, so I can have a lot of them. And shorter so they can have less but there's a point there where you go from keep up you're just kind of chill and relaxed to now like you can't you're not seeing as good and things are getting a little floppy so there, well, there is like terror and then you're like ah whatever i grabbed the four iron i meant to grab the five yeah iron, yeah you get to the point where you just don't give a fuck but you that happens i assume that happens when you're smoking weed on the course too well, there are times when you get into the, the to, into the hyper mode of taking like we're very serious about it, and then like you're like factoring and you turn into uh, a little bit of Rain Man, a little bit of the you know perfect mind or whatever the beautiful mind, and you're like, what club is that? How many distance? The wind, <laughs> and then you're like <laughs> super into it. Martin, you see me in that mode, and I've you know you play some good golf for a few holes, and then you just kind of go, oh, I don't care. Then you then you then you take it a step too far. It, it's the same as drinking on the course. Take yeah. it a step too far, and then then all of a sudden you're rolling a golf cart down the hill at uh, a course we won't name in Minneapolis. <coughs> okay, <laughs> what about <laughs> no? We talked about eating. Do you guys eat before and after and during? Like eating is very important because I do yeah. think that's underestimated, especially as you get older. I think when you're younger, you can swing by the turn, grab a hot dog show up with coffee and not care but as you get older i think they even say like eating better you can play better uh but during the round you've seen the humans on the pga tour grab the sandwich from their caddy where they've got like a freaking refrigerator inside of their golf bags filled with they stuff probably do th throughout the round yeah it's insane so uh why aren't you know sometimes i think to myself Tiger is eating like a bite. Spieth's eating all this food all throughout the round, and I'm over here smoking a bunch and not doing anything, just drinking maybe a, a Gatorade at the turn. Like I'm not doing anything, so it's clearly not helping me. Darbo, you're a good golfer. Do you eat during the round? Do you like snack? Yeah, I. I mean, it's 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 important to keep your energy up. You know, an 18 hole round or an 18 hole round of golf is going to take anywhere between three to five hours, depending on what's in front of you um, and who you're playing with. So keeping your energy up is, is very important. Personally, I can't eat anything beforehand because usually if it's in the morning, um, it's just not, it doesn't work well with me. I, I just, I don't, I'm not a morning person. Like I don't eat right away in the morning, but let's say whole two, whole three, um, I'm grabbing either the protein bar mm. in my my golf bag or mm -hmm. a granola bar or something mm -hmm. just to yeah. like hold me off. And then it's just straight water. 
Um, if I'm playing serious, it's straight water. Bacon. Oh, this guy suggests bacon. What is this? I like that suggestion. Cheese sticks. There was there was popcorn up there. That sounds that. miserable. That does. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm four bites into popcorn, and I'm now I'm annoyed that there's shit in my teeth, and now I'm thinking. Oh, about <laughs> yeah. beef jerky. That seems oh, very yeah. obvious. easy. Easy beef number one. Is good. Uh, trail mix, fresh. Trail fruit. mix is the best. Jer- beef jerky is usually what I bring with for yeah. tournaments. Usually what else? The worst right. food. Oh, here we go. Oh, hold on. I got. I got more sugar. sugar. Again, I. You know, I prepare. I click things on Google and then share the screen on YouTube later. Okay, so at the turn, you can get a hot dog. You can get protein shake. Oh, these are the good things. Yeah, obviously take a protein yeah, shake. Yeah, skip skip to the bad things. Okay. Uh, Did you guys? I I know hot dogs are gonna be on this list. Did you see? You guys see that picture of the uh, hot dog fill truck that spilled over? Yes. What? Oh my Damn. god, that's disgusting. I might never eat a hot dog again. I know. I saw that actually. That was, that was my same reaction. And then I was like, oh, this is where I feed my kids like twice a day. Right. Yeah. Cool. I, I might be done with hot dogs. Okay. Done. So this- in terms of convenience, hot dogs are a great option. It's quick and it's easy and it's to snarf down and you can hold you over f- until the 19th hole, especially at the halfway house. Are you, uh, it doesn't really say this negative stuff. I was hoping this would be worse. I, I guess I should have reviewed this more. Well, why don't Probably you, why don't you go into the reading. negatives? Go into the negatives there real quick about the hot dog. Hold on. There, there you go. The heavy foods is a bad one. Yeah, I mean, heavy foods is a broad category, but the answer is simple. Avoid a heavy food or heavy stuff. Avoid the heavy stuff. You can get steaks at the turn places. I would actually do that. Oh, wow. You could have a burger. I guess that's a bad thing. So we're we're looking for, see, I like, my favorite is a cup of chicken salad. This is at certain clubs where you can get like a little cup and then you got this fork and then you don't have to touch anything and you can put it in the cup holder of your cart or, or you can just walk with it and set it down. And then you don't have a bread item with it. And you have a cup of chicken salad. It comes with a couple grapes and some uh, celery in there and chicken. And you know, it's, it's a solid protein. So I think that the cup of chicken salad, I've seen the, the sandwiches over the hot dogs and that's probably a better option. Ultimately, we're not going out on the golf course to eat healthy. We're not no. going out there to have like a good round of golf. We're out there to enjoy the shit out of ourselves and drink as many beers as possible. And we're trying to fill the basket in the back of the cart with as yeah, many. Fill beers. that shit we're up trying with to the overflow of that thing. So the, the tr- yes, this is the truth. We're not trying to be good at golf, are we? Pro- Pro tip, though, whether or not you're just ha- trying to have fun or if you're trying to play serious, do not eat to get full. Just have one hot dog. Don't eat two hot dogs because, one, <laughs> Josh, you can't drink as much, right? That's correct. <laughs> that That's correct, 100%. But you're also going to put your body into a food coma, and you're just going to be miserable. So Ooh, eat light at the turn. Um, what about during the round? Let's talk about this before we end the program. We got a couple more things to talk about, but during the round, let's say you start bad. You have a bogey on the first hole. Your drive is off. You're, you're bad. Does that change your mood entirely, Josh? Or are you one of those people that shouldn't? Yeah. It does. Yeah, uh, I could tell you this. Yesterday, let, wait, let me let me grab the scorecard. Let me read you off my front nine. Okay. One moment. 
Not not, not, same course, no 10. I got I parred that hole. Started off the front nine, parred the first hole. Then we got problems. Double, bogey, par on a par five, bad for me. Mm. Bogey, 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 bogey. What did you did you should have quit? I I thought I actually in my mind I'm like I'm gonna just try and start like hitting stingers off the tee. I'm gonna try and start doing all this like try and do different things just to see if I can do them. And then and then ten or no nine nine birdie mm. ten birdie mm. now we're back. And then I finished five over with 75. I don't hate a 75. No, but okay. when I started six over through eight, I'm like, well, this is fucking dumb. Why, why, why would I even try? So I, th- I think a bad start will like, even if you're a good player, bad player, if it's a bad start for what you would expect, I think your mind goes to, I don't care anymore. I'm just going to try some fun things now. Yeah. This but is like, it has you to be can true. always you can always come back from a bad start. Oh yeah, absolutely. So it's, it, that's a weird mental part of golf. Totally. Which is something we're going to talk about in two weeks. So Darbo next week, back here right now, this time we're going to talk about us open. It's going to be, hopefully the DraftKings pricing <clears throat> will come out. Should be. So, and then the following week, I want to do this tour junkie strokes gain home life focus where we talk about the mental side and if that even can be something we can handicap or potentially use in order to click. Um, I really do want to dig in into that side of things. Cause you know, I love the narratives and I love the noise. It's fun. I think though, the after show is going to be packed tonight with a lot of stuff, uh, including what Josh and I were texting about earlier about being an athlete because when you're a golfer, mm. you're truly an athlete. Like you're not going out there with the tie on and you know the the real shoe. You're an athlete. You're wearing Nikes and you're wearing you're wearing. You, I mean, the collar shirt should go away in truth because you should be wearing an athletic shirt. So just realize that this is an athletic sport. So if you're an athlete, you should be able to do better, right? Darbo, athletes and golfers. Yeah, absolutely. I I have I have a fire take about athletes versus robots that we can if you want to end it and talk we can talk about it now if you want. No, to let's let, okay. So we let's end it and then we'll lead into that. But we're going to go to Geneva at some point this summer. The four of us are going to get onto the golf course. We're going to record it and maybe we'll go live during our round and we'll talk. We about should definitely go live. The things we talked about. What did you do to prepare? How did you do? Did you sleep last night? Did you eat before the round? How many Advil have you taken? <laughs> what how what beer is that? A number of beer uh, and. That'll be fun. So then we can test these theories. So thank you for sticking with us. Some of you that have come from the beginning. Darbo, if you want to stick around for the after show, I know Martins has better things to do. His, what, your kids, like, they have to go to bed or something? Mine? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> no, I, I got I got time, Christmas. <laughs> Boom! Thank you for watching. Weird little view there. Oh, it's because it was a whole different. Yeah, no, I did that. I don't know why, but yeah. If you're on YouTube, thanks for watching, liking, subscribing, rating, reviewing, 
all the things commenting ken thanks for being here andrew potters you're the man um it is halftime of the of the warriors boston celtics game one. Uh, i believe it's a two-point game something like 57 55 i don't know I, I turned it off but because it was halftime either way the golf guys is over and um if you remember this is the after show. We do this each and every week because we don't really care because we're doing whatever we want. We have this thing scrolling across the bottom that says the program is over. And if you're not watching the after show, enjoy. It should almost say be careful because we don't know what's going to happen and what we're going to talk about. And you may be like, these losers are just talking to each other. And that's true because we don't care because what we've been doing is we've been ending the recording after an hour and then we've been firing off a conversation and lasting another hour or so. So we said, fuck it. Might so we're just recording. That shit live and keep going. We don't care. We're going to swear. We're going to say whatever we want. We're going to talk about things that most people um, on podcasts aren't talking about, maybe, including being an athlete. Josh, you have a let take me tell, on Let me tell Darbo about my – You, uh, Chad and Eric have both heard my – Yeah, I'm going to go grab another beer. I'll be right back. Athletes versus robots. So I think this came up because of Bryson. Is that right, uh, Martins? Do you know what I'm talking about? Or did you not read the text group at this point? I couldn't keep up. Sorry. Yeah, that's well, <laughs> Chad and I fire off a lot of text during the day. Okay. So I think I think it was Bryson came up. And I don't remember how exactly it came up, but we're talking I was talking about how like Bryson being rested or whatever, he he could be like sweet in the golf tournament. But then I was going back and thinking about it. I'm like, well, Bryson is, as everybody knows, he's a scientist. His swing is built by basically by a robot. He has a fucking robot in his house, I think, that literally moves his hands where he's supposed to be. So I like, and if you think about it, like Bryson is not, if you think about Bryson trying to shoot a basketball, you'd probably laugh. It's like not, not an athlete type of person if you think about Bryson. So the more I thought about it, I'm like, well, as soon as if Bryson's not practicing. Oh, I remember. I know how this came up. It was uh, we were talking about Bryson and he's got the new lady friend. And now he's not the, not that the any of these things are bad, by the way. Got the new lady friend. He's apparently found God now. So he has all these other things going on in his life that <laughs> are not golf. So he's spending less time golf, more time other things. And in my mind, the problem there is he's built like a robot. So if he's not working on his game all day, every day, things are going to start getting a little weird. His brain's going to like forget things that the robot told him he's supposed to do. As soon as that gets off, like he's not going on the course. And if things start getting weird, he can't athletically, in my mind, can't athletically like flip his hands a little bit to fix something or turn his hips a little more to fix something. He's everything's built to be here, here. Yeah, yeah. Ball the pressure of the moment, he doesn't rely on his natural. So, team. yeah. So I don't think he can. And I think this is true with a lot of golfers. Not Bryson is the obvious example, but I think this is true with a lot of golfers. Their swing is built to be a robot. It's not built to be athletic. Mm -hmm. So when something goes wrong, it takes way longer to fix because now you have to go to the range and you have to retrain the robot, basically how to be the same robot. 
Whereas if you think about like the elite athletes on tour, think about DJ elite athlete, Finau probably an elite athlete, Tiger insanely as elite athlete. When things go wrong for them, it takes them a hole or two. And now they're starting to figure out, maybe I got to flip my hands a little bit here. Maybe I got to do something else. Like they can just intuitively just, I'm an athlete. I know how to move my body to get it to do what it wants to do. Whereas you have the people that have their swings built as like robots. And then they just, they're screwed until they can go to the range for three, four or five days. Okay. Let, let Darbo give his take on that. Would you, you, have, you have takes here, Darbo? Do you disagree? Oh, yeah, I've, got, I've got a lot of takes on this. Um, so you got to remember Bryson swings super fast. So that, that is yeah true split split degrees are going to be really bad misses. And yep. to your point, yes. I mean, Bryson's swing is all about removing the small decimal, you know, points of degrees that he can be off by keeping everything as straight as possible, essentially. Right. So I agree with you. There is a lot of athleticism that I feel like is taken away from his golf swing because of how technical he is with it. So mm -hmm. he can't just put a swing on it. He has to think about the points and the, you know, positions he needs to get to. So I 1000 agree or 1000% agree with you on that. When it comes to like someone like a uh, Tony Finau or like a DJ, and I know those were just specific examples that you. Yeah. Just you random examples. Yeah. I wouldn't trust Finau. I think he has way too much. Like he's too loose with his golf swing. He needs more technique mm. involved with his golf swing. So I wow. think there's got to be a, a perfect balance between the two. Okay, yeah, yeah, might I be right. Yeah. And I think we we're I think we we're talking about. Oh yeah, and we were talking about how that kind of equates to how golf is like golfers go on like weird streaks. So like there's obviously rarely any golfers that are just good forever bad forever there's golfers that come up and they're good for four tournaments in a row and then in my mind so it feels like something breaks down and then they're gone for a long time and then mm -hmm. they then maybe they'll come back but then if you yeah. the people i'm thinking about bubba maybe one of my favorite examples probably he'll he'll go on a streak but when he when he goes bad, he's not bad for very long. Usually, maybe it's a couple tournaments, and then he's. At, we're not counting, by the way, when he was using the fluorescent Volvic balls. I mean, that was and then the, getting off of sugar. That was another yeah. thing when he lost it, like a thousand pounds. Right. So I mean, and Gary Woodland, decent example too. Gary Woodland's a pretty good athlete. He played basketball in college, I think. So, um, so he, he they. They're good, then they go on smaller bad streaks. And then athleticism, I, in my opinion, or maybe this is just what I think, I don't know, athleticism starts to kick in, and then they're like, well, I got something bad going on here, but I'm athletic enough to be able to kind of get away with it and kind of get back to being good, whereas people that have built their swings based on the perfect setup, perfect this, it's harder to get back to perfect than it is to – being athletic with your body to just kind of make things work. Does that, does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, no, it, it makes sense. Especially if you can get, if you get hurt where in Bryce's Bryson's example, like you have Tiger's to, a perfect example for that, by the way. Right. Where he, he just, just everything breaks and he just kind of yeah. figures out how to do it and ends up just still being good. That's an, that's an extreme, obviously extreme example, but no, 
What about being so, religious? Does being religious help, Darbo? Do you think having God no. with no. you? I think that's all <laughs> due to his girlfriend putting that into him. Because of SMU or something? Yeah. Uh, well, well, first of all, yeah, he did go to SMU. So that is... Well, a isn't his girl? Or where does his girl go? Some Texas college. I Probably Texas Christian. Oh, most likely to Texas Christian. Either way. Um, it could. Don't get me wrong. It could. I mean, this game is so mental that if you can find peace mm, in mm, believing mm. in whatever, uh, it doesn't matter what it is. But if you can find whatever that peace is, yeah. I mean, because you can... Instead well, of taking it, it, it was four over. Where was God today? It was four over. Maybe the, <laughs> the mind, maybe the mindset is, well, you know, there's more important things in life. I don't have to stress over this four over round. And then tomorrow he can shoot five under because he's not like, you know, being super anal about whatever, whatever it is. No, yeah. Perspective, I, was I guess. Joking because I, I've always leaned towards the religious people because it's kind of why not you know it's an, it's an enhancement to a click tringali's a religious mission trips but it clearly it hasn't helped tringali get through my gosh he was he, fine he, today he, wasn't he well he's one, one is what i'm saying like he's done all these mission trips and he hasn't won on tour so. well why hmm. must they bring up their religious leanings and i, I have that's really true problem. actually i have no problem with anyone having any religious leanings mm-hmm. But I, but I, it's just bizarre to me sometimes when they invoke their. Well, you know, it's because they're building God. a character, Eric. They're building a total persona, a marketing piece, which brings me to my point about the next thing I was going to talk about: the Saudi League, the Live Tour. The I the, love the Live Tour. It might be my favorite tour, actually. <laughs> Why? It's dr- it. it's drama filled. People love drama. I love drama. You love drama. Everybody loves drama. I don't it's, like drama. It's, no, even if it's fake drama, drama. Full of yeah, drama. Yeah, drama. Hate drama. The Warriors are now up by eleven. By the way, I saw that. Um, but yeah, no drama sells. Okay, so we just saw DJ take a yes, Paul. Paul, what? Live to a rocks, buddy. Okay, hundred. Wait, million. look at that! Look at that profile picture. I'm gonna cheers that. Bang! What are you doing? I'm not even looking. <laughs> Fuck oh. live tour. Fuck. Hold on, live. hold on, Martins. I wanna, I wanna provide a different perspective to what I feel like you, you think. I don't even know. I think the Saudis are going to lose a lot of money for a long for period sure. of time. Good. I want you to think of these golfers stealing money from the Saudis, mm. and that tour ending up just being garbage by you know seven years from now or five seven years from now seven do you think it'll last five seven years you're right you're absolutely goddamn it could it could but if i was playing on the saudi tour all i would think about is this isn't gonna last very long i'm going to make millions of dollars and come back to the pga tour you know i'll say my apologies and i was so wrong in doing that but morally i'm just thinking i'm taking money from them they have to invest in order for it to even work out. And then they're giving me money to play while they go more in the negative. Like but where's the money of- come from? Do you think DJ will get all 125 million that has been reported that he's going to get? Do you think he gets all of it? I, his agent better have negotiated that well, up front. Well, well, you, well, hold on a second. You think, you think this, the Saudi people give a fuck about contracts? 
That's what I was going to get to. They don't give a, they don't care. I don't think there's an international law, you know, whatever that's going to get involved with this. It's, it's the Saudis, you know, so I agree with Josh. They better put 125 million in his bank account yesterday. Oh, Biden, Biden's been brought up in the (laughs) chat, Martin. Uh-oh. 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 As long as Joe Biden keeps Biden Paul, going Paul has just now. tilted the <laughs> shit out of Martin's. It's going political now. <laughs> but Martin, that's that's my know, my take for you. Is just think that it's just the players stealing money from the Saudis. No, that's no, it's the redistrib redistributing Martin, or whatever. Martin, God, I can't even what say don't Biden. say redistributing. I'm not a fucking socialist. What was Biden talking about? Oh, I wasn't saying it because of that. I'm just saying the money will go from the Saudis to... I know. I was joking. Let's talk about Biden. Was Biden taking away our guns tonight? No. Jesus Christ. I'm not paying... I wasn't paying attention. He did some press conference that interrupted everybody. Yeah, and it didn't interrupt your your match. My basketball game, which the Warriors are now taking control of. Either way, oh. uh, so Biden, he's he's okay. He's gonna buy some oil or something. I don't know who this anonymous Twitter person was that was saying that <laughs> that Biden's buying Saudi oil. That's been literally the uh, stance of of U.S. policy for many decades. So <laughs> he's got a problem with uh, purchasing Saudi oil. You know, okay, so this oil money is DJ's DJ is just getting oil money. So moms driving around SUVs are paying for Saudi uh, oil, which gave DJ the 120. God, that's what we're doing. Is that what you're talking about? I don't know how you made those connections, but yeah, (laughs) because society's fucked up. That's what's happened. Uh, DJ gives no fucks to me. The the whole like, I it's immoral to take this money is a weird proposition to me because it's like. Like I, I like, like I just, game. like I just framed it. It's I, I, if the Saudis aren't making money, then it's a good thing, right? Like if they're losing money doing this and giving money to other people, who, who like then it's a it's a it's a win for society, isn't it? Maybe, but I, I think, but I think also there's no way that the Saudis are going bankrupt at this point, and so this oh, for them is probably you know here's here's a contrarian take and I just came up with it right now, is it's just a way to disrupt our society further. I mean, like, look at the reaction uh, from the PGA Tour and members, whatever, and our, you know, although it's a bizarre place to target, yeah, you know, professional golf, like, oh, let's, let's fuck up the American society by introducing a new golf tour that might potentially we can't pay for but we'll basically be able to pay for everything because they do have billions upon billions of dollars. So millions of dollars going towards golf players is nothing. It's it's literally. All right, let's talk about the players that the millions is going towards. And Eric, <laughs> let me just ask you if you've heard of this person and or yeah. if you give a fuck that this person is no longer going to be in your life. Dustin Johnson, don't give a fuck. Thank no, you. No, no, I, oh, I haven't gotten to him. I'm going now. Oh, he's gone. He's gone. Mike dropped. No, no, I, I had to He's go, gone. I, I got to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. Oh, but Dustin your name off because you're the name. Yeah, Dustin, we don't care about. <laughs> but okay, I've never heard of Oliver Becker. Have you? Do you? Uh, you actually know? 
there was everybody was tweeting shit about about this list and saying who their most surprising person was, and everyone was saying DJ so surprising, Gooch. Taylor Gooch so yeah. surprising. I looked at this list. I'm not surprised by anybody. Not one um, person. Okay. What's uh, there to? Here's the thing. If you just think about how much money they're about to be putting in their pockets, what is surprising about that? You, me, Darbo, Eric, Martins, anybody, Paul Con- Contreras, is that how you say it? Paul, Ken, who else is chatting here? Andrew Potter. Everybody, if given even $6 million that they're rumored to have been given the amateurs to come do this thing. Andrew, so, uh, Andy Ogletree, who is the Ogletree, yeah. Champion. yeah. Champion. If, if they came to you and said, Hey, buddy, here's $6 million for doing nothing. Yeah. In- well, what about, well, then why didn't everyone do 83 turned it down? Why did he turn it on 40? That, I I think that is what, what you said earlier. They're trying to create like a, a personal type of brand where they're saying, oh, I'm, mm. I'm totally against where this money came from. Well, by the way. A ton of the corporations that sell a lot of product in Minnesota, or not in in the United States, a lot of it comes from shops in China where like six year olds are working. So True. we got, I mean, we got to be careful about oh, well, blood money from Saudi. But there's tons of companies that are doing a lot of shady shit too. So, hundred percent. If you and if you want to go that route, then the only shopping you should do is from your local supermarket that you know is your neighbor. Yeah. Otherwise, billion billionaires get their money from a lot of weird places. If you don't think like you're Scotty Scheffler and Rory McIlroy and Jason Day for all wearing Nike when all their factories are in China. In in sweatshops, right? Yeah, exactly. Sweatshop. Yeah, well, That's what I'm well, saying. IPhone, that, uh, anyone who uses an iPhone. You guys are all kind of fucked because they're all built in China too, where they have nets guarding the building so no one can jump to their death anymore. So right, that's that's what I'm saying. So we're everyone's like, oh, it's Saudi, it's blood money. So they're basically they're saying people played, kill people for the Paul cash. Says the guys already get money from them. I mean, it's true. They did, yeah. They play the the DP World Tour. They play. There I just for I find it interesting. We can't separate like okay, so. If we watch the live tour, are we like being brainwashed into saying, "Ooh, Saudi America is actually, a, or Saudi Arabia is a really good place to live"? No, of course that's, not. That's that's what I've said. So it's the another the big tour. thing, yeah, it's like the, the looking people... at all your wrestling markets and going, "Ooh, TNA, TNA is kind of a shit company, whatever. Not not fun, but hey, Sting is on that, you know, whatever." I don't mind watching Sting wrestle every once in a while, but I don't really fucking care about TNA. Like, I wouldn't mind watching the live tour, but it's not like I'm going to think it's cool at, you know, because the Saudis are behind it. I think it's going to, I can still separate the Saudis from the live tour. Yeah. That's, and that's, that's what a a lot of people are saying. Our, our favorite guy, Brandel on TV is really pissed because he thinks that this is sports washing and they're just trying to get people to watch so that they think Saudi is sweet. The thing with sports watching is it was it's it was probably a thing many years ago when there was no internet 
and all there was was TV and you put a sport on TV and they're like, ooh, Saudi Arabia looks really cool. <laughs> but we have the internet now. Yeah. So true. we everybody know you go on Twitter, you go on Google, you go on whatever. Everybody knows there's some horrible things that happen in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> we can, our brains up. can separate that and say, we we get that. I'm I'm not going to be a fan of the stuff that goes on in that country. If they're going to play golf there, I'll watch golf. I don't care. No, you won't. Yeah. This field sucks. You're not watching. I will. This field. I will watch every single tournament that's on TV. You watch this garbage field where you have players you never heard of. For sure, I will. I watch the DP World Tour. You care about Richard Bland? Lord, have you, have you seen? Hold on. Have you seen some of the fields in the in the DP World Tour? This is no, this is a stronger field than some of those. I know. I this is a stronger field than some of those. So, Martins, do you watch the DP World Tour, Quagnus? No, I'm not going to watch the DP World Tour. I'm not going to watch this live thing, this scam. And frankly, it is a frankly, this this and and oh, Jish just walks away because I have a really good point to make. Oh, yeah. In the room that he's I'm, in, I'm going to say it right now. And, okay. and, and, and this has been a long-standing uh, point that I've made for quite a long time now. It's that this is just another uh, piece of proof, evidence that these elite athletes on in golf these country club bred uh elite pampered fox do not give a shit about us they don't uh, uh, our kids fans about our kids about anybody it's all about the money fuck all of them fuck dustin johnson go to saudi arabia saudi arabia and i hope they arrest you for when you commit some sex act that you Jesus. thought was legal, my cocaine that you yeah. thought was legal with your wife, okay, that's that's gonna happen. You're gonna commit a sex act. They're gonna arrest you, and you're gonna end up in a Saudi Arabian jail, and you're and you're fucked. Now that's probably not gonna happen, but that's what happens to people in this country. Uh, so fuck you, DJ. Uh, he'll have a yacht outside of some border, and so he'll be fine. He might live on a yacht there. Yeah, yeah he's, he's probably got a yacht that'll keep him, you know, uh, away from uh, prosecution of any of these crimes because he's an elitist. He's a pampered country club fuck. Go to the live, go away forever. Uh, the moment you miss that putt uh, in at, at uh, when it was Dustin Johnson, against, <laughs> two again, parent mofo's. Paul is Paul is on. Fuck them all, dude. I have they don't even care on the PGA tour at this point, and it's obvious. These guys do not give a fuck. They hide their they hide their uh they hide their injuries. They don't care. They they some somehow the PGA tour has an alliance with DraftKings, but yet they hide their injuries. We none of us know. We've had this conversation a million times. Fuck them all. They are literally the most selfish, like at least. There's like in the team sports in the NFL and 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 baseball and something there's like there's like a pride and they and they you know in their like city, you know, and they want to win and like they win for their oh, city yeah, yeah. much or more their, or their state or whatever. These pampered fucks do not give a shit on the PGA tour and then beyond. So fuck them all. Go all away, right. Dustin Here's Johnson. Good- I don't want to hear about you and Paula. I, I'm no, not Darbo has to talk. We know you hate Darbo, or you know, we know you hate DJ and Paul. Okay, well, I think I made a good point though, and I don't. That's good. Can, and then we hate Louis because he's a fraud. We hate McDowell and Mark, yeah, Martin. Fuck Keimer, them all. You are fraud. Old people that have never won really anything. They got lucky one time. Darbo, Martin's, do you, 
So no, Darvo, Darvo it, wait, wait, wait. I, I got a really quick question. It's like a yes or no question. Then we'll get that. We'll get done. Sure. So do you, ca- you actually care if they're going to the live tour? Cause it seems like you just hate every professional golfer. Does it, so does it matter where they're playing? You just, you just hate everybody, right? What was the yes or no question? Because do you that, hate professional? You, you, you just hate every golfer. It doesn't even matter what tour they play on. Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so you want a yes or no? Tour. I'll give you yeah. yes or no. Yeah. Hey, I'm not a politician. Shut I'll up. give you a yes or no. Okay. Love it. Yeah. Without a without a response. So yes, I hate them all. Yeah. Fuck them all. Yeah. That's why I asked. I just wanted you to say I knew the answer actually. Yeah, I just kind of I just kind of walked you into the oh, answer. So you're, so you're media. You knew the answer. So the PGA talked about this. Uh, they just had a. Uh, there were a couple people talking about it, and they had some really good and interesting points. One is the PIP money that just came out of nowhere. Where in the hell there, there was like no extra funding that came from the PGA tour. So I guess let me actually preface this and like get to my point. The live tour, what it, it might do for the PGA tour is provide more money. Like exactly what Phil Mickelson was saying, like the PGA tour has this money sitting around and they were just able to give away $40 million out of nowhere or whatever it was, you know, I think it was 40 million, right? Yep. So they, there are people who think the PJ tour is hoarding this money. They're not providing, you know, contracts like other sports, you know? So this, this loyalty that the PJ tour demands like other leagues, you know, the NBA, NFL and whatever, it's like the PGA Tour players are like, why do we need this loyalty? Because we don't have contracts like like the, the, the NBA provides or the NFL provides. So the Live Tour is providing contracts. And again, that PIP money came from nowhere. And it was to basically give contracts to the most influential golfers, which stills Tiger Woods. And he played one event or whatever it was, yeah. and he got no, that play dollar bonus, whatever. So... Phil Mickelson that like raised, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm not, I'm not here to, per, um, to protect Phil or, or defend Phil in, in, in any facet. Cause I don't really care what the hell happens to him, but there are other things that the live tour might actually provide, like what the XFL did for the NFL. So I'm interested to see what will happen with the live tour. I want to see if they can provide a better product. Maybe they'll have cameras on every single hole, which will then pressure the PGA to do just that. No, um, just have, yeah, it'll be like, it'll be shady. The truth is, is that what Paul might be onto something, they're going to make um, contracts and they're going to make it more formal to be members of the tour. And they could potentially be negotiable open market contracts that the guys could say, they're going to pay me the live through and pay 120 million. Hey, maybe thirtieth place will instead of paying thirty thousand dollars, will pay a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, like or your guarantee. Maybe money contracts don't need to be happened. Maybe purses need to be increased. Right. Well, we're dumbass idiots thing. from Minnesota who don't know anything, so maybe we don't even need to talk about that. Because I got, yeah. I got, I got an, I got an interesting point. Okay, let's wrap it up and put a bow on it. We uh, 
So we're mm-hmm. we're talking about how a live tour might be good for PGA tour and money going here, money going there, blah blah blah. So all all of these guys that are already making a solid amount of money, maybe getting more money, maybe not. Uh, us as viewers, I think this is actually what Martin's is saying. I might walk myself right into Martin's side here. <laughs> oh my god! I see where you're going. <laughs> so. All these guys are getting all this stuff, but it does almost nothing for us as as watching the product of golf. They're they're just tossing money around, saying, "Here's 125 million to you. Here's thirty million to you." What they're they're gonna put the live tour on uh, our guy Paul says YouTube. I don't know if that's confirmed or not, but if it's on YouTube, I'm gonna go watch it on YouTube. I'm going to watch the PJ tour on the golf channel and NBC and wherever I'm just going to watch golf. It's not, is the product going to be any better to me because there's more money or just, are just throwing money to everybody. And then everybody's doing all these crazy things. And we're still watching golf with crappy shot tracer, crappy, everything. We can't see every shot. They're going to commercial 45,000 times. That's we're probably going to get the same product anyway. So in Paul, the end, Paul says care. if you miss the cut on that tour, you're gonna disappear. <laughs> that's a good one. No, that's me. We're not supposed to make jokes about dying. It sounds, that sounds aggressive, but but yeah, that's yeah, cool. you never know. Okay, I got some more stuff to talk about besides the live tour. Do we can we be done with it for now? Or I guess I kind of like talking about the live tour. I never wanted to talk about the live tour. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna text uh, Martin solo about the live tour later. Oh my god! You know what we should do is we should try to get real guests on here. Martin's suggestion was to try to find real guests to make it more conversations that are more relevant and important than the ones that we're having. So should we go after a guy like Mark Immelman? Martin? Do you think he'll come on here now after we basically said the live tour is fun? No, Mark Elman. Nobody on here said we hate the live tour, right? We're all like, either we don't care or we're interested. I don't think Mark see. hates the live tour. No, no Martin hates like all that. tours. So that's yeah, Martin that. hates selfish golfers. I think I think I've walked myself into now just hating all tours and and well, yeah, yeah. you can get Mark to see what the live tour is going to do. Selfish golfers are selfish assholes. We don't want them around. And like you can be that way as a golfer, like you mentioned, you don't have any ties to a city. You don't have any ties to any teammate, so you can be a total smart golf people would actually come talk to us on this stupid show. No, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We do have a sick guest though coming up, don't forget about that. Two weeks. The only point that I was trying to make about <laughs> professional golfers because of the way that the PJs. <laughs> is and the way that seems the live and all the other goddamn things is that they have to pretend to care about fans i would love to see actual caring about fans like maybe rory mcelroy might be the only guy that actually cares about fans but like you know some of these some of these teams have you seen the videos of spieth by the way i was gonna say spieth Speed is he a big... okay, yeah. Speed too. I, 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 I've missed. I, I'm missing. Names. There's very few examples, is what there's you're getting. Very few examples. Yes, there's very few examples, but they're oh, Homa for sure. Yes, there are, there are golfers who care about the fans, but most of them don't. DJ, an obvious example, has never given two fucks about fans, and that's why he's ending up on the live tour for 125 million bucks, and that's fine and great. He's that's a, what, yeah. 
but but that's but but this idea that like the the, the commercials that show them like doing things like I don't know them being this like oh we're 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 self contracted individuals. I, I just I just don't buy it. I just don't buy it. And and, and until I see further evidence, yeah. And there are some examples of good people, and there are good people on the PGA Tour. The majority, Kisner, he's an good asshole. People Fuck on you. both sides. <laughs> there are good people. Poulter's a good person. Westwood, what? he's a good person. He just they just want more money. They're just fucking greedy assholes. Most people are doing this stuff for money. Most people, actually, by the way, most people do everything for money. Correct. Most people do. No, actually, well, I mean, yeah, that's true. Most people, I mean, we can. Um, not We're trying to play DraftKings each week to win mega profits. Darbo, let's let's shine the light on Eric Darbo, the sweet spot DFS, who is now a three-time bagel winner. My God, that's you awesome. Keep, you keep winning the bagel balls. Nagel Bagels puts on a tournament each week. And Darbo enters, anytime Darbo enters it, are you in it this week? Do you have a good lineup going? I'll no, it's a bad lineup. So <laughs> maybe his streak might end at two. You might not get I that birdie. Ch- I chimed in. I, I chimed in for to Nagels and I'm like right at the end of his podcast. I'm like, oh, I didn't get I didn't get into your uh your contest this week. And he was like, Good. I'm glad. You can take a you can take a break. <laughs> oh, you didn't even make it in. <laughs> Is it three wins this year? Are you at the top of the leaderboard? Yeah. Oh, tournament of you're about to get that framed bagel. That's fun. Yeah. Okay. So, so, um, you are an expert because of your winnings. Is that how it works? Because we're trying to figure out what makes someone an expert. And Josh was considering polling Twitter, where sometimes you want to poll Twitter, but then it's obvious that. Uh, people hate that. Hold on a second. If I leave, <laughs> will there only be three people watching? Paul, Paul, you can, you, you can, can leave. leave. We YouTube don't. Money. We're not doing this for you right. or the other people that are watching. So you can certainly leave. The truth is, is that we're trying to not subtweet a poll out on Twitter or make people feel subconscious about themselves. But the truth is, is that we don't know what constitutes an expert. We're considering. Why Why should we trust a person's opinion? Why is someone's opinion worthy of reading or considering over your own? And that could equate to potentially lockboxing some dollars, some mega profits on DraftKings. Now, Darbo, you have put in – if you were a pilot – Darbo, you have put in the flight hours. You've gone and you have flown at night for 40 hours or whatever they were required to do. You've gone out of your way to do 300 hours of studying. You're a true DraftKings golf expert with the amount of hours you've spent. Because there's an equation, 10,000 hours or whatever. We're considering you an expert because you win money and you've done well and you have a screenshot to prove it. Would you consider yourself an expert though? Yeah, it's a weird thing to say because it's like, you know, I think the, what is the phrase? If you put in over a thousand hours into something, you're an expert or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I put in seven hours 10, this week. 000. And if you, oh, it's 10,000. Well, mm-hmm. I put seven hours in this week. If you multiply that by four, well, four years, 
you know, over 200, 200 weeks. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I'm there, right? 200 times. I got a calculator here. Math guy, math guy. What is it? Seven times. Right. So I'm not, I guess I'm not quite at 10,000. But either way, like to listen to someone say that they're an expert, like say like the Rick run goods of the world, he's a data scientist. I can give him that, but to call him a DFS expert, wouldn't he need to be, making a living based off of dfs and i, I don't or, think he or does. has to play it right right i don't know but i that that's what we're asking I, I, like how did that, how my did, point i think my point well, and we we have friends of the program that i just didn't want to get angry with me but my i see people posting every week People win $500,000, a million dollars in some occasions. And from there, everybody is clamoring to listen to them and hear, what's your strategy? How'd you do this? How'd you do that? When in reality, especially golf DFS, winning in golf DFS, even winning the first prize, insanely lucky. So if you luck box something, in in theory, most of the people that win or win a lot one time is just lucky. So it's weird. It's weird to me that you somebody posts a screenshot that says, "Ooh, I won five hundred thousand dollars this week," and everybody's clamoring for getting their ideas, and now you're getting ideas and thoughts and strategies from somebody that likely just got lucky so- one time. So I, it's nothing bothers me more to, to, okay. So to your point, nothing bothers me more than when say Rick run good, won his $15,000 back whenever he, he did his cascading core method or whatever yep. it was. And we landed on the Patrick Reed lineup at the masters. You can watch the uh, interview I did with him. And you can also watch the interview that I did with Drew yeah. Matthews, who did the same, same thing, thing that same week same and won a million dollars off of Patrick Reed. No one wanted Patrick Reed. They APPR'd because always play Patrick Reed because he's on their own. And that was an ownership what? projection play. Quick thing I want to tell Martins. So, Martins, I think I told you like two months ago, maybe, when we were doing this, like what might be the perfect strategy I've actually deployed. I've locked in two golfers in over 90% of my lineups. And the last three weeks have been the most profitable weeks I've ever had. So hmm. if there's ever a, you know, I'm, I'm using my own advice and that's, I've made $1,200 over the last three weeks and I've put in $150. So it's like, I think that strategy is the, is the right thing to do. I did it this week. I went in uh 90% in on Rory and who's my nine K golfer. Shoot. Well, he was and not I important, obviously. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I love, I mean, like I Rory. Oh, I couldn't figure it out. It was. So I kind of went halvesies between Rory and Will Zalatoris and Rory and Cam Smith. Mm. So both of those guys are doing good so far. Mm. I don't think I ever would have disputed that strategy. In fact, no, 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 you didn't. You you thought it was interesting, but all, all I'm saying is I actually, I decided to deploy that into my own strategy and 
There's a whole reason behind it. It removes the amount of combinations you can create, you know, with lineups. So it narrows down my player pool even more, especially when I take into account my whole process, which obviously like a lot of intricacies that go into it. Um, so there's only like th a thousand like total combination of lineups that I could create. So if I'm hitting those two golfers and the rest of the process works, it's like nailing. That's why a hundred unique lineups, I'm winning multiple contests with them because it's like those tail end pieces aren't as important. Mm. It's always important to have your winner and then two or three top 10 golfers. And then to Josh's point, luck boxing your way into those remaining two guys for sure to push you into a GPP winning scenario, essentially. Okay. So you're for sure an expert, but then what also is an expert is it someone that has access to things eric quagnus do you decide because i have you know there are certain people with pga in their twitter handle or work for golf digest work for golf something or other.com is that a reason to consider them an expert is their job title <laughs> you're just baiting me well, i'm wondering <laughs> if that's what you consider do you do you take into consideration Rob Bolton or other people because of their titles or their positions or their longevity in the business? Do you even consider anyone's opinion anymore? We know you barely do. No, I barely do. But even then, I mean, who, who was it? Who was it? Was it, was it the PGA tour account or a golf digest account that was like, consider this guy who just it was Pat Perez. It was yeah, yeah. 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 Consider was, this guy. And Chad, then, Chad and, just mentioned the author of that article, by the way, Rob. Right, so <laughs> exactly. So do I care? No, absolutely not. I mean, I think that uh pro professional uh, PGA stat professional Lou, Lou is the Stagner? best. Yeah. Lou Stagner is probably a better follow than any of these guys. Uh, when it comes to making sound advice about about statistics, I mean, give me a goddamn break. Okay, so we have to do a quick. He's made the most putts over the over the last week, so you should consider him this week. Really? Oh, oh the the Celtics have just taken a six point lead thanks to Al Horford. This oh, 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 oh. I, th I thought the Warriors were, were the Warriors were in control. They were they had a fourteen point third quarter deficit so they took a 14 point third quarter lead but it was like insane now the celtics look like they have nothing to lose they don't give a fuck they're killing it and also andrew wiggins is bad draymond green is bad Shocker. yeah another great. three by horford here comes horford yeah he's awesome Bye. Bye. Oh, yeah. Martin, it's good to have you. You stayed way longer than we expected. So say yeah. hi to Christine. Enjoy your children. Sophia, it's just she have the casts off? I mean, come on. No, not for another two and a half weeks. So I'll keep you posted. Martin's has problems as a dad. With as we all do. Yes. Love you guys. See you next week. Bye. Goodbye. His daughter has club feet when she was born. So that's a whole can of worms. Oh yeah, so, yeah, they got it. Yeah, and then you got like multiple surgeries throughout her life. I have a, I have a friend that has a similar situation. I've seen how it kind of works. John Rom. Hmm. I keep telling her, I'm like, hey, John Rom should be your favorite player, but he doesn't care. Uh, does 
creating a ton of content make you an expert? Because then obviously Darbo and I are experts. <laughs> I don't I don't even know what makes you so you say like the putting ten thousand hours in, I mean, does that actually make you an expert? Probably not. Well, you know less more more or less than anybody. What uh well, even in golf, though, and by the way, we know golf is mostly random and lucky. Yeah, that's so. like spending ten thousand hours at the roulette table. You clearly is it actually walk away knowing be, that nothing matters. Is it actually possible to be an expert in golf? I think it's not. I don't think it is. Well, hold truly. on. I think your definitions are rigid. Then, if you if you're going to say something like that, okay, right? Because Brandon Chambly is an, uh, an expert, or because like Scott Van Pelt. We we could you could make that argument for every profession, and just say is a doctor really an expert in medicine? Is a Will pharmacist really an expert yeah. in medicine? Well, that I mean that stuff takes like a lot of learning, and that like you apply learning, yeah. and you can. I don't want to say can be perfect, but because so that ne- that can never happen. But you can be close to being like perfect at those things so your advice that you you just gave with like it's like it's impossible to like predict golf that could be an expert opinion because you've seen enough of golf to know that you can't predict so i'm the only expert that's what we're saying (laughs) (laughs) no that's what we just learned oh me i'm the only expert on the golf chad we're not experts you know this is all this is all leading the witness. This I think I know all, nothing. Actually. This is all leading questions in order to prove and to push and to make sure that everyone knows that, like, we aren't even sure. We're not sure, dude. We're not even confident that you can predict golf or that you can become an expert. Who is an expert? We're not even fucking sure who that possibly is. Yeah, the definition of, of expert is actually probably something that you would have to decide on your own. Correct. But then that would make me and you and Darbo, all of us realize that you should not be going out of your way to give money to someone who has claimed that they're an expert or pay for a website that is disguised as an expert. That's that's the, that's what we're leading the witness towards that. We're saying we don't even know how can you even predict this stuff? What would make you remove dollars from your betting bankroll and put it into your research bankroll when the research bankroll for golf should be zero for sure. If if somebody says that they have the most cutting edge, the most secretive stats of all time that Mm -hmm. nobody else in the industry can have, they're just lying to you. everybody that runs stats gets them from the exact same places so if i will say this josh like you you your model and how how you do that like you kind of create your own um stats yeah kind of that in its in a way should be rewarded to some extent but also the the base the base of the stats Anyone you can, can go to get yourself. Yeah, but it's Chad. But, I can just point Chad to the PJ Tour website, and Chad could make a model that's very similar, probably. But you so that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't have something that somebody else can't get. 
<laughs> but you're putting Dude, the time in. There's 37 three pointers. Right. In that, and that's and maybe that's the difference between what you're calling an expert and what's not. Like I I put a lot of time into it. I do to get to the results that I get to. I'm putting effort into thinking about how holes play and how weather might play or how elevation might play. I have to put time into that. You have to put time into yours too. So, and other people, and other people don't or don't want to. So maybe that's the difference. I don't know. Yeah. And you're figuring out what formulas are the correct formulas. You're not just putting together like random things that have no relevancy. Oh, Chad, speaking of that, you want to pull your model up again? Oh my gosh. The Warriors now are down by 11. Boston's on a 14 nothing run. There's two minutes to go. I think that the Warriors are going to lose game one. This is I think they are too. Chad, can you, can you pull up your model again? Darbo was just talking about uh, models that basically have no backbone. <clears throat> you mean this rating system over here that no one even questioned me about? They didn't even ask me. I was wondering if they would ask me. I literally plugged in a couple numbers, and then I took the cursor on uh, old XL, and I dragged it down. <laughs> to complete the randomness. So, Love it. Uh, uh, truly. Look like at number 14 there. He's almost dead last. Like I did look at things and I thought about things and I was wondering about like, the in hindsight, I went to bed last night. I was brushing my teeth and I said, Corey Connors could be the beer gut brain model breaker. So I was pissed that I have him at 17. I think I should have had Corey Connors higher, but so far <laughs> I feel pretty confident. Now Fitzpatrick, I should have had lower. In hindsight, and same with Patrick Reed, probably shouldn't even have made the list based on ownership projections. So, like, I'm working on the model. The model is a, you know, a fluid thing. <laughs> <laughs> but you know how this goes. Uh, I, lo- I, I, I love that it more or less. I love the model. But it's my, either it's way, my favorite good. model of all time, actually. Uh, uh, Jarbo, you do ownership projections on your own or not? Nope, I don't care oh. about ownership. Oh, well, I watched an ownership podcast last time. What's that, Josh? It's not me either. I was but, looking at yeah. some of my lineups from last week. Uh, I mean, the Nagels Bagels thing, it's, it's its own thing. It's only 100 people in there. But like all of my lineups, like in the $5 or whatever, I just naturally get to people who are low owned because I'm willing to take the risks because I know in order to win a GPP, you're going to have to have that random 6k golfer in there or you know 7k so like i'll have 320 plus owned guys and then my other three guys are going to be like sub 10 so i get into that little threshold that people talk about naturally like it's i'm not i'm not trying to get to those numbers they just happen naturally yeah. that's, that's how my lineups usually end up too fair that's fair. how my main lineup turned this week all you know all I wanted to talk about in breach of this topic about ownership was that our guy, Degenerate75, person that puts out a podcast, talked about the mathematics. And I, as a, you know, left side brain, or I don't know, the one that's not math side, I'm more art side or something. That side of my brain, I'm like, oh, cool, math. I don't know anything about math. He says, and I, again, the Warriors are going to lose. Uh, he says that you are looking. You can look at ownership projections and know they're fundamentally wrong out the gate, based on mm-hmm. doing the simple math of multiplying what the ownership projection projection percentage is times their dollar amount, their 
price. You can multiply those. You take that total amount of money divided by 600, take that, and it should be an average or with the amount of people in the field of like the 8,333. Probably lost you. Uh, but at the same time, you can find out. Who did you lose? You're talking to two math people. No, I know you guys. I'm talking about the, <laughs> the iTunes listener at home. That's like, oh, they're talking about. No one's even watching this. It's an hour fifty in. <clears throat> there are still three people the here. Truth too. is, is that some ownership projections can be over or underestimated based on you know they're they're over projecting the higher price names or they're not giving enough projections to the lower price names, whatever it may be. I've I this is a new re revelation to me as someone that I mean like obviously this seems this is very obvious and some websites that are charging you money do not have this fundamental math into their ownership projections that seems ridiculous so I was shocked that that was a ca the case so I immediately after listening to this math lesson went back to my ownership projections and I did the own my own thing. And on my projections, my average salary per player, which basically means that how I projected the ownership, you can consider my ownership based on an 83-33 average player. I got about 8250 uh, So $8,250, $8,300 for the average for my okay. ownership projections. So by natural understanding of how this works, like you can't take Rom and Rory together and also take Spieth or whatever. So and you have natural reasons yeah. why ownership is the way they are. These websites are just throwing numbers out there. And apparently some of them are um, putting ownership out there as if you have a salary of 56 or $57,000 when in reality you only have 50. Darbo, have you even considered this as a possibility that websites are charging money and providing ownership projections, but they're fundamentally wrong on the you know, basics of the math? Yeah. Um, I think what I had heard Rick Rungood say when they're talking when he was talking about ownership was it's the only thing we as a DFS community can project. Like, because you, you can't project like the finishing place a golfer is going to have correctly but you can get within a couple decimal points of ownership and Fair. and it's and that's kind of something that people try to use as like a really important factor in deciding who to roster and it's like it really doesn't matter like when you listen to like a pat mayo say would you rather own Jordan Spieth at 5% or John Rahm at 20%. Does Rahm actually have a four times likely? Is he four times likely to win a tournament? That is the complete wrong mathematical method to use. Who Why? you have Why? to look at the percentage that, that golfer has to win the tournament. You don't look at the ownership between the two. It's like Rahm has a 6% chance to win. Spieth has a 3% chance to win. And, and go with that. There, there's no other number to use. You don't look at ownership to try to determine who's going to win. And, mm -hmm. and quite frankly, if you're, 
as everyone has said, you can't predict golf. So how are you predicting a winner? And and by the way, you don't need Rom to win all the time. He just needs to finish inside the top 10 and you're going to have a winning shot at taking down a GPP. It's like, it's a really weird concept people have. Like they get really narrow-minded on certain things, but then they open it up to everything. Like when that narrow-minded uh, thought process just breaks. So it's like, you're, you're trying to pick six golfers to finish inside the top 10. That's all you're trying to do. It doesn't matter how you get there. If a 6K golfer wins the tournament and you have them in your lineup, guess what? You're probably winning a lot of money. Yeah. But you're going to need that 20% John Rom in your lineup. And Spieth could also be inside the top 10. Who the fuck cares? Right. You know, like, so I'm sorry. I went on a tangent, but to your original point, charging people for ownership projections, it's sort of criminal it to be frank with you okay are you uh taking you so you don't even use this in your bucket system that has nothing to do with your website or your no. process no yeah okay i don't use it either you didn't ask but <clears throat> well, I already knew the answer to that. And actually, I wanted to talk to you about stats because in three weeks from now, we could do a podcast about strokes gained stats and the flawedness of those. Josh, you wanted well, to do something on Twitter and you didn't start it this week, but I was. I did this week. I had a kind of busy week, Chad. Okay. Well, yeah, too much golfing, 24 rounds already. Darbo, how many well, rounds? Yeah, did you yesterday play? I played a decent amount of golf, but zero. Ugh. William. I'm a range rat. I just practice okay, well, on range. Josh was telling me that he wants to dissect a stat each week and go on Twitter and tell us how that stat is wrong. So I, to, I did it for the go ahead. Sorry. To to follow on that, I have a stroke scan calculator that I created. So I can show you guys how stroke scan stats are calculated, like the behind Ooh. the scenes. Okay, we'll save that for that pod or for your own. <laughs> yeah. I'm just throwing uh, it out if there. If you want to follow Eric Darwo, he's at Sweet Spot DFS on Twitter, and he has his own YouTube page, so you can go there and look at his videos. He didn't do any this week because he's been – are you dying or moving. what's wrong? Well, it was a little bit of that and a little bit of moving all at the same time. So, yeah. Now you're in like it, a dungeon. It was a, it was a crazy two weeks. Yeah. yeah now you don't even have – you didn't comb your hair and you didn't turn your lights on or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking <laughs> I like real it. good right now. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I like it. Um, okay, and then now uh, what else can we talk about? Can we talk oh, about... Oh, by the way, the I didn't even explain the, the stat dissecting thing. Yeah, yeah. So PG, the, at the PGA, everyone was saying, oh, strokes gained around the green. You got to go after that. And then me, knowing kind of how all of that works, I like all every stat that goes into strokes gained around the green is basically people chipping out of the rough around the green it it means nothing with the PGA, <laughs> the pga greens that you miss the green it's rolling off the green because there's no rough and then now you got tight lies maybe you got a flat there's no stroke scanned around the green basically does not tell you how creative somebody can be in the route around the green which is probably important at a course like the PG at Southern Hills oh. where you got to Sometimes you got to go up. Sometimes you got to go. It's you're sitting on tight lines. So you can do a lot more with the ball. Whereas 90% of the courses that they play on that feed 
directly into strokes gained around the green is basically just people chopping it out of the rough and seeing how close they can get to the cup. So that that's kind of what fed it. I was like, well, people are using the stat, but it's like it's not going to help you. Right. So then I'm like, well, maybe every week I'll just see like what's the most popular stat people are going to pull, and I'll just break it down and be like, actually, doesn't make sense this week. So <laughs> makes no sense every week. You know what's funny? I, I was actually creating um, illustrations on the old Microsoft Paint of like hole number 13 at Augusta. And I was actually modifying the green and the bunkers around it and like everything to give you all these different examples. I never really like finished it. Like I'm, I'm halfway through it and it was, it was going to be a moment. Cause Chad, I I'd mentioned to you, I wanted to create a second strokes gain video. Cause I already created one out there to, to explain how strokes gain stats are created, but I wanted to do a second one to say how they're flawed and how, people use like say like a short period of time of like rolling stats and it's like okay you could have literally four shots around mm-hmm. where one bad decision affects their approach stats or their around the green stats and sure. to your point chad what you said before is some people press when they're trying to make the cut correct they made the bogeys yeah. for the first two holes and they're like right. well my or total game plan is out the final final round and you're chasing three or four strokes. Yeah. You're pressing. You're gonna you're gonna go for the green on a shot. You're well, let's not get into it because we want to talk. Like we want to do a whole podcast about it. I love talking shit about it. It's my favorite right. thing ever. That's fine. We can say, but it. I mean, I guess it's all we got. So like, we do. We can talk positively about it during that same stuff. But we, you know, strokes gain stats could be a whole pod itself. Well, we've got plenty of other topics. Stats all the time. It's it's they're the best stats we currently have but they're still extremely flawed. Mm-hmm. Right. And you should not put all your eggs into that basket when dis- determining which golfers you should pick. Like you can, you can use it somewhat, but don't make it your end all be all. Right. Right. For sure. All right. You guys were two hours in. You guys want to keep talking because I got to go take a piss. And I like talking. I'm going to probably log off here pretty bit. soon actually. So I'll, I'll keep talking, but I got to get going. Right on. Well, we could, we can, we can, we can be done then. Yeah, let's end it. Let's end it now because we've got, we've gotten two hours of golf talk. I've got a lot of other things we can talk about, including like our models and things like that, and going. Wait, wait, did you say our models? (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, I've got a model now. Okay, all right. My my model is very scientific. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My favorite. Are you gonna be be tracking the results of your model? I will. I'll tweet it out just like you, like as if it's a real. Perfect. Love it. The thing is, is that it's, it takes into, I don't really have any actual equation. So that's the best part. <laughs> Obviously. It's all subjective. <laughs> just It's purely the opposite of everyone else's model. Where like, Chad, I just do gotta, it the way that I want You gotta market it. it like you have an equation behind it. Well, that's why I did the rating. Just up no here. Just up here. It's in the brain. In the gut. Yeah, yeah there in you the go. heart. Yeah, but either way, you guys are awesome. Thank you for following us along with this whole thing for two hours. So then, uh, we'll be back again next week. Next week's the U.S. Open, so we're gonna actually do names and reasons. We're gonna have a ton of topics and stuff lined up throughout the summer when the, it becomes the three M Opens. It becomes the Rocket Mortgages, and we have. Are we going live at the three M Open this year? Should we? That yeah. should be our Geneva week almost. 
Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Maybe we go up north for Geneva and that's well, are you gonna have time that week? You're you're probably gonna be invited to be on 37 podcasts that week. They think I'm an expert of Minnesota golf. Darbo, they should call Darbo. experts. This is a weird thing that I have. People so there's all types of content creators that are from different places. So if a tournament's down in Florida for I love my guy Joe I. So I'm going with Joe I. Joe I lives in Florida, not a secret. So tournament goes to Florida. Everyone's like, Joe I lives in Florida. I need to talk to him. I need to know about this golf course in Florida because he lives there. Tournament comes to Minnesota now. Everyone's like, who's from Minnesota that does content? I need to talk to them. I need to know about Minnesota. Chad has Chad's been to Chad. How many how many times you've been to TPC Twin Cities? Twice. Two times. Have I've you seen, ever played it? I've no, never. I've my dad Have you walked the whole course. No, hell no. That's so. I've seen maybe you because you're from Minnesota. Minnesota golfer guy. You probably know. I threw a ball in the rough. You were there. Nothing about TPC Twin City. So, anyways, I I went. I went on a rant that I've. I'm an expert. Uh, Minnesota you go, golf. You're in Minnesota. a state, and people are like, "Who's from that state?" You know I what I should do is I. Should, it doesn't fucking matter. We should all reject those offers and say no to the people that are asking us to come on those podcasts and say, "Sorry, my exclusive opinion will be only found on the golf guy." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's a bad idea. We may have to do names and reasons for the 3M Open though, because it's we should. Be yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. Do like a Sunday well, pod. We, for now. Well, I mean, people think that we're experts because we're from Minnesota, so let's just yeah, so we might as well pretend or fake it or fool people scam them i've got all sorts of topics about scamming society and i will save those for a different day we got that always in the back pocket it is the golf guys program it's been fun thanks for joining me darbo josh thanks for producing quagmas is putting his kids i'm gonna play music again why not i forget sometimes it doesn't really matter no one's watching this there's four people who are are you Where are you? I'm at. They're here for me now.